Lucy on loader. Got no people skills, but he's good with motors. That weird thing by his side, an infantilized sequoia. The two of them walk by, people say, oh boy. They ask me why I'm bringing a baby into battle. That's really irresponsible and getting them rattled. I said, give me a break. Get off of my back, damn it. I didn't learn parenting. My daddy was a planet. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Alcala. And today, we are going to be talking about one of the pinnacle films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In my opinion, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Franny, (laughs) this is one of the movies I'm most excited to talk about. Me too. Because it is one of my personal favorites, and I think yours too. I fucking love this movie. It's a fucking <laughs> great movie. Everything about it is so good. There is, is hardly a problem with this movie yeah. for me. I actually watched it with the rest of my family, because none of them had ever had... <laughs> <laughs> that was a dog. Yeah, so one of the few... MCU movies that my family has actually watched is the original Guardians of the Galaxy a lot. It's like <laughs> it's like my brother's favorite movie, and he doesn't even like the MCU that much. Um, so my whole family has seen that movie a lot of times, but they've never seen this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I know that was part of it. Yeah, that's why, uh, since I had to watch it for the podcast anyway, they were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll watch it um, the day that you're going to record it, which got moved, but... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I'm a busy boy. You Everything sure Everything is falling apart <laughs> in my life. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's been accurate for everyone for the past year and a half, but my entire family had not seen this movie. Uh, apparently, my mom did not enjoy it. No, really? <laughs> yeah, so I guess, I guess she likes the first one better. That is insane that you could even like that one, not like this one. Yeah. Because it's better. (laughs) It's better in every way. I I forgot to ask Ricky if he liked this one better. I'll I'll ask him now. Okay, ask him now. Yeah. Yeah, I still love this movie after seeing it for like the fourth time, so that's all that matters. (laughs) I watch it many times a year. (laughs) I I had seen it fairly recently before I watched it. Uh, Most of it last night, and then the rest finished up today. But Yeah, the first time I saw this movie was actually with you. You actually showed me this movie. I did. Before we started this podcast, you showed me this movie. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know I'd seen this yeah. movie. Did we watch it with my family? No. Oh, I, okay. I think it was just one of the times I came over, you were surprised that I still had not seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Wow. Because you said it was so good. So I came over is, one yeah. day, and I like stayed the night, and you showed it to me. I don't And it was fucking that. great. The yeah, because it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was longer than two years ago. Uh, yeah, I guess so. This movie is almost three, er, almost four years old now. Jesus. Yeah. Um, the only Guardians of the Galaxy related memory I remember with you, Franny, is we had to do a school project with a lot of like hot glue. We we're using hot glue gun. We were watching Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you remember this? I don't. It was like seventh grade, I think, and we were doing that. That's what the, was the subject? I don't know. We had to like. It was obviously no, we, a class we had together. It was like an egg drop thing or something. We had to hot glue popsicle sticks together for some reason. Oh, shit. I think I do remember this. See? Yeah. Yeah. So we both have a weird Guardians memory the other one doesn't remember. That's, yeah, that's weird. Like, we didn't see this in the theater together. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. We definitely sense. didn't see this in the theater. Oh, yeah. I saw this at least three times in the theater, I think. But 
that was back when I would see everything so many times. Yeah. Um, back when theaters were still a thing. Theaters were a thing, and I had less responsibilities. <laughs> back before theaters went extinct. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, all the theaters. No, this is easily one of my favorite MCU movies, and one of my favorite comic book movies, and one of my favorite movies the last, like, ten years. I think that this is an absolute masterclass in pretty much every way, in terms of character arcs, in terms of emotional storytelling, in terms of humor... I mean, obviously, it's not a perfect film. I have a couple minor complaints, but... They're very minor. <laughs> pretty minor. Yeah, nothing that could ruin this movie, because I think this movie is virtually perfect in terms of, of a big sci-fi blockbuster film. As good as it gets, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I was going to ask, when was the first time you saw this movie? Uh, with you know a few one. years ago. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This movie somehow has two back-to-back perfect opening scenes that yeah. are... You know, for different reasons, but the two openings of this movie are like two of my favorite scenes. One of them is so simple, and one of them is more complicated. But I just, I love it. I love that you get to see that DH Kurt Russell with Meredith Quill at the start of the movie, and it looks fucking great. Yeah, I think that, it's my favorite. That one. That aging technology is insane. I think that's my. I think that's the best, in my opinion. Yeah. In terms of the aging stuff, um, there's lots of great examples by this point, but that's probably in a Marvel movie. Last Terminator movie still technically probably has the best one, if I'm being honest. But Really? Yeah, it looks, it's fucking incredible. Um, everybody was Did like... Did they de uh, Nobody you know. Okay. People who were in the first Terminator... Or were in Terminator 2. Oh. They de-aged them for the okay. start of that movie. And when that movie came out, everybody was like, is this a deleted scene from that <laughs> movie? And they're like, no. Well, why would we film this yeah. for that movie? Good job so, to all those VFX artists. It looks fucking Jeez. crazy, yeah. And Arnold. They de-aged Arnold, too. Oh, okay. And he looks great. But yeah, no, he looks incredible. And that... Just that, like, iconography of the Midwest, Missouri, and the two of them listening to that fucking song. This movie kind of introduced my friends and I to like really getting into music mm-hmm. like basically the summer that this came out or like this came out in may and then that summer was like crazy transcendental period in my life and like the lives of all my friends and this soundtrack and then like baby driver came out the same summer and that's a very music heavy movie those two movies are like what made us be like oh, we gotta fucking start finding music and we would listen to this just constantly and all these other songs like it constantly it was incredible yeah i feel like uh the same thing happened when the first one came out mm-hmm. where probably a lot of like younger people heard the music and are just like this, this shit's good exactly and then they just found all the music from this and then just fell down a rabbit hole of old like 70s and 80s music (laughs) right exactly that's exactly what happened to us uh and then we got completely caught up in it but yeah this movie i mean the soundtrack to this film like i love the movie alone but the soundtrack to this film is like also great (laughs) so great so burned into my head like the soundtrack to many moments in my life are on this soundtrack it's it's insane for me to think about like how it's also this was for us it's impressive to me just how well all of the licensed music actually fits with the movie. Yeah. Not like Suicide Squad, where they just throw in licensed music for no reason. You can tell that the songs, I mean, also, of course, the songs in the first Guardians movie and this one, they had that already emotional resonance of these come from his mother, like his one connection to his mom, basically. And so you have that already, but then... Also, behind the scenes, you can tell James Gunn just handpicked songs that meant a lot to him and that kind of spoke to moments in the movie. You know, like, there aren't too many, like, 
big recognizable songs in this like maybe the chain at the end and stuff but most of it is like things that were maybe like number four on the billboards in the 70s yeah it's like seemingly just random music yeah but that isn't random with the context of the songs usually and and i think that's incredible you even get kurt russell later explaining the song brandy later which plays like three times throughout the movie incredible song obviously and that starts the film too and and that's so wonderful. And then if I don't want to jump spoilers, it's more recent. I feel like I should start saying that more. Uh, but I don't want to jump too far ahead. But later on, that song, you know, once Ego has revealed himself and has told Peter what he's done to his mother, which is a shocking moment, then the both of them listen to the song, and the song starts like winding down. He crushes the Walkman, and it's like he not only killed his mom, he destroyed the last connection he had to his mom. Yeah. It's so dark. This whole movie is very family-oriented in a lot of ways in terms of its messages and themes. I think it's I think it's fucking brilliant in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, but you have that opening scene, which is incredible, and then you have the fun comedy opening scene with, with Baby Groot, Baby everyone's Groot. favorite meme of what, 2017 oh, when this movie came out? I feel <laughs> like that was a meme after the movie. Um, yeah. like, I feel like that was a, a meme like well after the movie. Like I feel like that meme didn't emerge or no, until well no, after it, the film came out. No, I th- I feel like it started after the first one came out because the first one ended with the weird potted plant. Oh, group. that, yeah. But there was that meme format yeah. where it would someone would stop and then it would say the name of the thing or whatever. Yeah. That's what I mean. I okay, feel like that yeah. meme didn't start until like late 2017, well, yeah, like later. after the DVD release or something. Yeah. That was a dumb trend. No, Baby Groot himself. Yeah. Yeah. He had the twig Everyone's form. favorite Minions-like character. I think he's the best one. <laughs> he doesn't annoy me at all. I yeah, think he's no. great. But yeah, no, of course, yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up so quick because that was, well, the marketing was baby group focused. And people do that where they'll put a cutesy thing in the movie. You get the porgs in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could say I didn't have a porg in my room, but I do. Such a stupid name. I like them. I like them. They're, they're fun. I don't mind the porgs. I'm not a porg hater. Um, <laughs> but I think hater. I think if you hate that movie because that's like one of the most divisive movies ever, Last Jedi. I think if you then hate you'll that hate movie, the that's just an extra thing that you can hate. I don't. I don't the hate that porgs movie. Of the next Jar Jar. <laughs> that's what people said. And they're really? Absolutely not. Yeah. Well, people were so mad about the porgs because it was like they're just made to sell toys. And it's like. Yeah, so are a lot of things. A lot of things, but it's a fucking alien. Yeah. Like, aliens can't be cute. Like yes. It probably is made to sell toys, but at the same time, stupid. Anyway, this isn't every Star Wars yeah. movie ever. Don't worry, Franny. We will get there. <laughs> Star Wars Christmas special. Uh, holiday special, Franny. Holiday they celebrate special, life sorry. day. <laughs> anyway. I saw Mark Hamill put a tweet on fucking James Gunn finishing the, the Oh, Christmas I saw that. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. I love that. They're yeah, great. I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah, that's so fun. Yeah. Um, I love I Mark I can't Ham- believe Mark that shit so comes fun. out end of 2022. Yeah, well, and then Guardians Three comes out twenty twenty three. They're making us wait so long. The movie six comes years. out in two years. I know it'll be a six year gap between the two. But... Jesus, but Thor's gonna be in it. <laughs> yeah, and we'll see Thor. We'll see the Guardians and Thor. It'll be vice versa. They'll switch. Yeah. We'll see both of them. Um, but anyway, what were we saying? Yeah, Baby Groot. He's a character I don't mind because it also makes sense. Yeah, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, blows up, and now we get to watch him regrow, which is fun. I like yeah. that they've stuck to that too. Even I don't like the teenage group. I don't like okay. the teenage group, but it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's a cute idea. It's a good gag at the end of this movie. It's just not a great character in the next one. Yeah. No, he's fun, and just the fact that this movie starts and 
it's just the Guardians, they're on another quest to get these magic batteries, stopping this insane monster who, like, he has, like, rainbow breath. Like, it's insane. Yeah, it's just so much weird shit. Drax jumps into its mouth to try to cut it from the inside. The first thing Drax says is that he has sensitive nipples. And everyone... Like, they reestablish the characters immediately. Like, oh, everyone yeah. just says something. It's like, and it's perfectly. Like, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's, it doesn't feel tropey. It's just like, yeah, that's how they talk. That's great. And then, yeah, you get you get all those character interactions. And after that, you get the big action scene is happening in the background while Groot dances around a Mr. Blue Sky. It's incredible. Yeah. I, I love it. Just as soon as he plugs that in, it says Marvel Studios Presents. It's like, oh, this is going to be a fucking ride. And you can, like... I just love that idea of having the fight and he's just not paying attention to it. Yeah, I love I coming love, in, stop him from getting crushed by shit. I love that the fight is in the background because yeah. these are very obviously all very action-oriented movies. So to just right, have action exactly. happening in the background. And there's a dance sequence. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention, do you know who mo-capped that dance sequence? Was it Vin Diesel? It was James Gunn. Oh, okay. <laughs> he did it himself. I was hoping it was Vin Diesel. James Gunn of... of That'd be much funnier. Writer-director and, of course, of Troma fame yeah uh, much canceled man <laughs> i i guess for you know just being trauma yeah for just having a job <laughs> uh, yeah and you know this whole movie i was just constantly thinking in the back of my head like if you're james gunn this movie is so weird and so colorful and so exciting i if i was james gunn every every time i would shoot something i would have to walk away just think to myself this is fucking incredible this is the greatest (laughs) thing i could fucking do ever because how could you not be entirely satisfied with every element of this movie yeah everything just comes together so perfectly every alien race and like every planet is just so detailed and there's so much of it there's so much weird so many weird comic book species in this and characters and so many of them aren't even like dwelled upon too much you just see them like at the end of the movie you see like another guardians team with sylvester stallone it's got like it's just a helmet voiced by miley cyrus <laughs> like oh, michelle, that was? yeah and like michelle <laughs> yo and and fucking kruger who's like this gross slug monster and he has dr strange powers yeah. like it's, it's fucking insane but you can tell that he knows so much about this yeah and and he you know, this is solely written by him, too. Both of them are. So they have such a personal kind of look and heart. And, you know, he loves all of these characters. And all the actors must just love being in these movies. It's great. It's great. It, I love that this is just made by one guy. It's not yeah. written by ten people. So all the jokes feel like they were written by him. And they're all well thought out. And it's rare that not only in an action movie like this are all the story beats set up and pay off. All the jokes are set up and paid off. All the jokes are so good. This movie is surprisingly funny. funny. It's insanely funny. And the first one's very funny. I don't want to downplay the first one because it's great, but I do prefer this one. Um, They're They're both both incredible movies. They're both like perfect superhero movies, exactly. Uh, Yeah, like even that sensitive nipples thing, you get that at the start of the movie, and then at the end, (laughs) (laughs) just screams. screams about his nipples, yeah. So little things like that, they get everything. They really think of everything. I'm so impressed uh, with with all that stuff. But the uh, baby group dance sequence is great. It even has that fucking same joke from the first Guardians movie when he stops dancing when Drax looks at him. It has that even like it has. Yeah, it's, it pays it's off jokes from other previous movies. from the previous film. It's brilliant. It's great. These two movies together are so fucking fun. Yeah. 
You get yeah, get that great action scene, like you said, Drax trying to pierce the creature from the inside because <laughs> the skin on the uh, inside is less thick than the skin on the outside. Um, you get Gamora and Star Lord bickering about whether or not she can use a sword. Yeah, whether <laughs> she or not should she be can using use guns. guns. Yeah, when I thought guns were my thing. <laughs> he wants her to use a sword. Uh, you get all that, and then you get the fucking disgusting gore of the creature getting split all yeah. the way open, like it's gross and. And Drax thinks that he beat it single-handedly. Like, every, everything is so funny and so yeah. beautiful. This is the best-looking MCU movie by so it's much. It's so colorful. It looks, per- like, yeah, like I said, imagine James Gunn getting the dailies back of this and just being like, fuck, <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted. It, it's so funny to me that, like, I always think, like, wow, this movie's so pretty. And then watching the, the credits the, this most recent time, just seeing the VFX artist <laughs> section being, like, lot. literally an entire, like, they had to scroll, and it kept going of yeah. just how many visual effects artists there are on this movie. Well, you can fucking tell. Their work paid yeah, off because it there's... looks perfect. It is a a perfect movie visually. I mean, I think in every way, but especially visually. Yeah, you get that action scene, which then bleeds into another comedy scene where you get Elizabeth Debicki from Tenet as uh, the the high priestess Aisha and they're talking she's talking to Star-Lord about fucking or whatever and and, uh, Rocket just steals the batteries because they were assholes or whatever and even the batteries are paid off like that's the Mm -hmm. first thing in the movie and then they save the day at the end it's a brilliant yeah, you, you get all that, and then another space battle with all the remotely piloted uh, drones that they fight, and they're all playing them like video games, like they're those motorcycles in the arcade yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and that's great. And then immediately you get the... Oh, and you get the scene! Because <laughs> they give them Nebula, and then you get the scene where in that fight where Drax fucking chains himself to the spaceship and jumps out of the spaceship and machine guns all the yeah. ships manually outside in space which also sets up the spacesuits at the end of the movie and then you also get uh, the rocket and peter like fighting for control thing and it's it's all just incredible. there's a lot that gets set up, set up and you get a lot that gets paid off baby grew eating the candy too that gets set, paid off <laughs> It's brilliant, Franny. It's so much. There's so much to it. It's almost like this is a smart movie it's written by a good writer. Brilliant movie written by an incredible writer. Absolutely. Of course it is. Uh, and then very quickly, you get to see Ego again. Because you see him in that first scene, and he's planting his his literal seeds all over the universe. Uh, Kurt Russell's great. He's yeah. like one of my, my favorite movie stars. Escape from New York is one of my all-time favorite movies. He's absolutely incredible. Snake Plissken. I recreated... Uh, scene from that movie uh, oh, no. for my video class oh, uh, no. last last year. Sam Ruano was Kurt Russell. <laughs> it was really fun. I'm, uh, I like that scene. It came out pretty good, I thought. Uh, but that's how <laughs> that's much I that's about. how much I love that movie, and I love Kurt Russell. Uh, I think he's he's incredible. I miss Sam. And putting him, I, I love Sam. I was talking to him the other day, actually. Yeah, no, I I love Kurt Russell. I think he's such a great inclusion, especially when you have. Peter Quill obsessed with all these 80s movie stars and then you just have Kurt Russell in there of course it works perfectly as the villain of this Ego is another example of not only the sad dad cinematic universe because this is the saddest dad movie I've ever seen but at the same time is he a sad dad? yes there's two sad dads and they both die within two minutes of each other (laughs) Um, and they're the same person's dad but anyway what was I saying? This is the trend of MCU villains being great. Like, when they figured it out, 
when you have Zemo and you have Ego and Vulture and fucking Thanos and all these wonderful villains, and he's great. Franny's texting. Yeah, he's sorry. not even listening to. Me. Anyway, I was just talking about how great Kurt Russell is. Yes, he's great. He's great. Everyone movie. knows that Kurt Russell's great. Yes, but, but in I, this movie, yeah, I do, so I do love him in this movie a lot. And you do trust him when he first shows up to an extent. You yeah, know, it, I mean, he does have a, a very weird vibe around him, but at the same time, yeah, he's Star yes. Lord's dad. Well, yeah, and also I think he seems like a cool, nice guy. Like this is something the MCU is actually really good at like especially with this and then with mysterio where it's like you see this guy come in and it should be obvious that he's the villain you can always tell who the villain is going to be but they spend enough time kind of making you trust them over the course of the movie yeah, like, that are they like, really the villain <laughs> yeah you're kind of like well maybe this is a different kind of story then maybe this isn't what it is yeah maybe and then there's no villain for this <laughs> it's still satisfying when they turn out to be the villain like yeah you know, because the scene where Ego reveals his true self is insane, and so is it with Mysterio. I love that scene so much. That's such a fucking great scene. But same with Mysterio, though, when when it's revealed that Mysterio... But yeah, he shows up, and he's very, very amicable, and all the Guardians are still... Like, I, I feel like Peter Quill is actually the only one who suspects him at the start, and then that kind of changes over the course of the movie as Gamora becomes suspicious. Yeah. I think that's another thing that kind of makes you think ego might not be the villain is when gamora has that line where it's like if he's evil we'll just kill him yeah it's like oh yeah okay then he's probably it's like, fine yeah we know what we're doing the guy shrugs it aside it's like oh yeah he's probably not the villain and then he becomes a major problem yeah literally an entire god <laughs> yes exactly a full planet of a man <laughs> and you get mantis also who who's a fun character her and drax there's like eight different dynamics like everyone has a great dynamic with each other but there's a couple that shine through in this i think are incredible and mantis and drax are so fun together. yes i love them together they're great i hope they get more to do in volume three i'm sure they will yeah yeah i i, I love i love the first scene they have together not the first one where she's uh, revealing everyone's deepest, darkest secrets or whatever, but the next one where they're sitting on the steps and he goes horrific. And, yeah, and he's just insulting her and calling her a pet and ugly and whatever. And I learned so much. Like, I'm a pet and ugly. <laughs> she's a great delivery. She's very funny in yeah, this, too. She, she's, um, she, she's definitely a highlight of this movie, even though she's, she doesn't have too many scenes in the list. Yeah, well, everything everything is somehow a highlight. Nothing's overshadowed, I don't think. Everything is, is so incredible in this. Um her included and yeah i i enjoy her being an empath that's fun because in that's not a very common ability no just in general you don't see that too often but i think it's also great for for visual reasons because in that drax scene you know it's funny for a while and then it takes that turn when he's like oh you remind me of my daughter you're so innocent or whatever Mm -hmm. and then she feels him and you get to see like in the moment he's very stern because that's drax he doesn't emote really at all other than like he laughs a lot about yeah, all it's sorts like just of shit. joy and anger yeah but he you never see him upset except for at the end of the movie i guess when when he thinks peter quill might be gone yeah and you see that kind of come through in a way you haven't seen before but she's like sobbing and you can just tell that's how he feels on the inside like he puts on a tough shell but he's kind of broken because just like everybody else in this movie they've all lost <laughs> his everything. entire family's dead yeah and that's you know they've, they've all lost their families basically 
You know, one of them is a fucking genetically modified raccoon, and his closest family is a tree. Yeah, literally a tree that can say one thing. <laughs> exactly. Peter Quill's mom was killed. And his dad his, killed his dad. And, and his adoptive yeah, dad saved him. <laughs> exactly. And his mom was killed by his dad, and then he killed his dad, and then his adoptive <laughs> dad died. So Gamora... Very complicated situation. Gamora is the daughter of the most dangerous man on the entire fucking planet. Like, everyone is... Yeah, exactly. Universe. Half the universe will be wiped out. Um, And then you have Drax, who's fucking family was also killed by her dad so <laughs> there's a lot of fucked family stuff Do we even know why... if mantis had a family have we heard anything about her i don't, family? Th- I don't, I don't think, think she so. has a family well she says she was raised alone on ego's planet i assume that she's just the child of someone that he probably she's probably his daughter honestly oh yeah with probably. another species yeah which makes her and <laughs> yeah, peter quill yeah, brother siblings. and sister that's interesting um yeah but no i i she's they're all great and they all have that layers to them, but the relationship between the two of them is great, which leads to another great joke at the very end of the movie where they all do their big hero shot at the end, and then she just gets hit by a piece of debris. Yeah, that was one of the few things that got my mom to laugh like really hard. <laughs> they have to look out. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. This movie knows how to use like slow-mo hero shots Yes. In a great way. Like, that would be cheesy in any other movie, but he's so good at it. Yeah. And I think maybe it's picking the music or something, but it just looks incredible. There's a couple of them. They all look beautiful. Yeah. And so it's just because the movie looks so good, I think. But... It's always good when hero shots get interrupted. I always love when movies do that. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. But I think I think this one has the best of any of these movies. Because there is that, that really good one in uh, Guardians. Obviously, Avengers has the classic one. Mm-hmm. Age of Ultron has, has my preferred yeah. one, I think, of them all. Not the one where they're all jumping, yeah. the one at the end. Uh, and then Endgame is... is I don't, it's that's just one it's long ultimate. hero that's, shot. That's, I don't even know how you describe that shot, because that's the biggest shot in movie history. Yeah. But God, it's so fucking great that we have that. Anyway, I, I think everyone's great. I think they're all they're all great, and it obviously, look, Chris Pratt might not be a great person, but he's incredible in this movie. <laughs> so, like, he is he absolutely sells every line. He's he's very funny and very charming, um, no matter what he's up to in real life. <laughs> Why don't you tell us, Chris? <laughs> Why don't you tell us more about what you're what you're up to? No, over no matter there? what his personal beliefs are, he's good in this movie. He's very good in this movie, and and so is everyone else. I think Drax steals it again. Yeah. <laughs> I think Drax steals both of these movies. Dave Bautista is just great in all of the movies he gets to be Drax in. And he will play Bane. Yondu also is a fucking major part of this movie, which is kind of shocking, because like, he's in the first movie a he's fair not, bit. He's not super important to the first movie, though. Not really. And he helps them out in the end, and he you know takes all the guys out with the arrow or whatever. Yeah. But He really becomes a very important character in this movie, and I, I really like Yondu a lot. Yeah, he's great. Well, the first scene with Yondu, he's on a robot prostitute planet. Yep. James Gunn also just puts so much shit in this that's shocking that he was able to get away with. <laughs> and you see Howard the Duck on that planet also. Still waiting for the for the Howard the Duck show or movie or whatever. Whatever they end up doing. Well, yeah. they're doing MODOK, so. That MODOK show does not look that good. No. It looks. But will you watch it? Also, yes, my brother did like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. More? I should ask. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just asked him if he asked. liked it. Okay. That's where you see Sylvester Stallone and all the other Ravagers, and they're basically like, you fucking are like a child slave trader. Uh, yeah, that's you've done, like, suspicious. You've done horrible shit. We don't trust you at all. 
and you're not gonna have the fucking flames flash over your grave, and you will never. <laughs> You've hear done the horrible horn. shit, even for our standards. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a hundred Ravager factions. Useless lost the business of ninety nine by serving one. Yeah, exactly. They all hate, they all fucking hate him. But also, just what a what a fun stunt casting to have Sylvester Stallone in that role. That's fun. Yeah, random. that's just so random. But hey, yeah. I love it. Then you get you get your rocket action sequence in the forest, which is fun. Everybody kind of gets an action scene that's unique to them. Yeah. Gamora gets her big fight with Nebula later. Rocket gets his fight. Obviously, Star-Lord has tons of shit to do. Everybody's well looked after in this. Yeah. Nobody's overshadowed. It's everyone's yeah, I movie. Feel everybody gets a pretty equal attention. Yeah, exactly. And that's why they're all such strong characters, but... No, I love that rocket fight where he's just taking them all out. And Baby yeah. Groot's there, and Nebula's there. And, and Nebula guilt trips Baby Groot into <laughs> letting her out. <laughs> it's not ripe. <laughs> it's another joke. Yeah. And it's a three times a charm joke, too. They do that three times. Uh, yeah, and, and she's great, too. Obviously, if you're talking about biggest character transformations in movies, Nebula's one people point to, in the MCU oh, yeah. anyway. Because you see, in the first one, she's just kind of whatever. And then by this one, it's like, oh, shit. And by Infinity War, it's like, oh, no. By Endgame, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> Nebula, no. <laughs> yeah, she has to literally kill herself at a point. She has to kill the past version of herself. Yeah, so. she, she goes through a lot. Yes, that character has been through so much. Karen Gillan's amazing in that role. What's your favorite of the action sequences? Because there's a lot of them. <laughs> there are a lot of them. I would say either the the last one or the one with Yondu. I really like that yes, one. Yes, I think that's probably the best one. Yeah. And come a bit closer one. Yeah, that one's that's incredible because they're on that Ravager ship. They're dealing with Taserface, um, who's a great a f- name, fun comic relief character. Uh, you get some some Rocket and Groot interaction there, and then you get. Rock and Yondu, which is another one of the best pairs. Like all the pairs are ones you wouldn't expect. Yeah, they're they're all very a, a little surprising. I mean, some of them you would kind of expect. Right. Yeah, but I, I like that. Yeah. One. Overall, they're very they're still very very good. And they have that incredible moment later where Yondu tells him that he's exactly like him, and then at the end of the movie, at Yondu's funeral, he has that that moment. He stole batteries he didn't need. It's so mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. I love that. Uh, but that fight is great, especially because it comes right after that wonderful comedy sequence where Baby Groot just keeps getting the wrong items. <laughs> and he, Do you have a refrigerator full of <laughs> human toes? He brings a desk to it. Yeah, it's 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 madness. Yeah, I, I love it. And Kraglin helps him out. You didn't mean to do a yeah. mutiny. <laughs> God, fucking Kraglin is like my favorite like side character in any piece of media ever. Sean Gunn is so great. I love Sean Gunn and so he much. Really gets to shine in the, in this whole movie. Yeah, it ain't right. <laughs> I I hope we get more of him. I oh, love I him think so we much. Will. Well, he's Yondu now. He's on the ship. And yeah, he has the fin. He looks so fucking stupid. He looks so on, goofy. But I love it. Me already looked goofy. Yeah. And he has that moment where he gives Nebula the ship. That's great. Mm-hmm. He meant like a, ne- like a nice hat. <laughs> like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. You know, yeah, I love Kraglin. Yeah, he's a really, he's a really good character. Um, it's great. It's great. And then you get those characters to do all the jumps and their faces get all fucked up. And that's fun. <laughs> and then... Uh, you get your Stan Lee cameo jumping towards the end, but that's some of my probably one. yeah, probably one of the the best ones. Sorry, that threw me off. Yeah, I think this is my favorite Stan Lee cameo because it's insane and it's like that was a fan theory and they actually made it like yeah. canon that it's all the same guy, I guess. 
and that's great. And he just goes up to space and tells the Watchers about it. And you get the Watchers. Like, that's two yeah, surprises. that's, like, the first, like, even, like, Remotely hint that they fantastic. exist. Yeah, well, it's also, like, a Fantastic Four character, basically. Yeah. So the fact that we get to see them, that's kind of crazy. Um, I'm sure we'll see Watu at some point. We'll see more Watchers later. Yeah. When the I Fantastic mean, Four the, the What If show is literally based around the Watchers. Right, so. yeah. But I wonder if we'll ever see them in a movie again. Oh, I think definitely. I think we will. Yeah. I'm sure. Fa- yeah, I think Fantastic Four will see them again. Yeah. And they look scary. But I like They look it. so scary. Yeah. Like, it's, it is, like, they're so tall and their heads are so round. It's like, and they their are eyes exactly look exactly the creepy. same. Yeah. And they, yeah, they don't really have any eyes. It's just white. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great surprise. I love the effects with the jumps where it's like a hexagon in the sky like even that's yeah. creative and you see the korg planet you see those korgs fighting each other and that's yeah what they're called. I, I'm I, so racist, but... last time i was watching it i was like hey look it's korg yeah that's great it, it is great there's just so many weird appearances by aliens in this yeah like you get just even just putting the fact that howard the duck was in this again and i'm sure yeah. he'll be in the next one like they'll just keep putting howard in these movies are they <laughs> They're just going to make him more and more obvious. Like, last time he was a post credit scene. Now he's actually in a scene. Yeah. Next movie, he's just going to have actual speaking lines. Well, he does have a speaking line in this kind of. More than one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What does he say once you you run out of luck until you've gone duck? That's what he says. <laughs> Seth Green. Great. Uh, <laughs> and then you get more of the Peter Quill Gamora stuff, which is hard to watch post-Infinity War because it's like, Yep. No, no. This is a bad idea. You're going to mm. die. You're going to kind of die, and you're going to ruin everything. <laughs> so You're going to get brought back to life via time travel. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, a lot of them kind of die at the end of this. Like, they all get crushed in rubble or whatever. So they've oh, kind yeah. of died twice, a lot of my like, most of them. Because the only Guardian left was Rocket, which yeah. is also intense for him. <laughs> like, he has not had a, a good run in these movies. Uh but no, I think this is just everybody at their best and yeah. everybody at their funniest. I don't love some of the pop culture references. A lot of them annoy me. That's one of the big problems with for it. With me, I don't like the Sam and Diane thing where he's talking about cheers. Yeah. That's not great. I don't the like the Pac Man thing is kind of That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is a movie I, I love and think is very funny, but there's some bad jokes in it. Yeah. Uh, mostly the, there has mostly to be the a couple. pop culture stuff though. Yeah. Like I don't like when he's like, I'm going to build Skeletor and Heather Locklear or whatever. Like, like the David Hasselhoff one is fine. Because I like the idea that he had this story. That he would tell all the other kids about how David Hasselhoff was his dad. That's so sad. Yeah, like, I mean, Just that he carries around a folded up picture of David Hasselhoff wherever he goes. Yeah. I like, hate that story. It's so funny sad. just because it's like a running joke. Yeah, that one actually works. Because it also doesn't really start as a joke. It starts as kind of like a... A sad thing. Yeah, it's like, a part of his character. Is that yes, his dad is David Hasselhoff. It's funny that's David Hasselhoff. <laughs> hey, I guess in the end, David Hasselhoff did end up being my dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess the whole movie is about dads anyway. So yeah. he has three dads. One of them is David Hasselhoff. Um, and of course, he makes an appearance later in the film in a moment that I think is pushing it too far. In a moment, I often point to as ruining such a powerful moment with a joke usually i don't mind if that's the one for me that really shoves it over that edge i think it's okay i, I mean guess. yes it's a little ridiculous it's so, but like it's it's because obviously yeah okay the scene he's yeah t- basically 
you know, Peter knows that he's a celestial. He played catch with his dad earlier, which is also funny. They literally play catch. Yeah, like that's all he did with his celestial powers. In the world, yeah. I made a ball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you get that, and Ego's like, okay, well, I'm going to – you need to embrace your inner purpose. I'm going to show you – you know, I'm going to show you my grand plan. I've placed seeds all over all these planets. And Starlight has, like, the galaxy eyes or whatever. And he's just in that trance of being a god <laughs> because he is. And then Ego is because he's still worried about his friends. And he's like, ah, fuck them. And Peter's like, yeah, you're right. And then he's like, what about my mom? He's like, I gave her cancer. <laughs> I gave her a brain tumor. Yeah. And then he snaps out of it. And he's fucking destroys him. He him. destroys him. He turns into a like a skeleton, an astral plane. <laughs> he turns skeleton. into a skeleton. I know, Franny. And I was gonna say, I always praise movies where someone turns into a skeleton. This has a reverse skeleton. Yeah, this is a man forming back, which is even cooler <laughs> forming back in a way. from a skeleton. That's very great. I love that shit. See, yeah. that's what I mean. James Gunn put so much cursed shit in this. I love it. <laughs> like you see the face on the planet, Franny. Yeah, you actually see the comic book ego in this movie. Yep, that's incredible. He's so great when it comes to just giving you all the weird shit you want. Like, not even just the aliens and the planets, but all the little things like that. Yeah. You see you see that happen. You see the fucking, all the skulls under the planet of all these different alien races. <sighs> it's brilliant. I love that shit. And, yeah, that Nebula Gamora fight that I mentioned earlier, that's great. Mm-hmm. It's like North by Northwest where she just fucking comes in with the plane. Yes. She has to start running. It's Gamora incredible. takes a fucking Gatling gun and just starts shooting she it over her shoulder. She takes the gun off the fucking <laughs> Okay, a minigun is called a minigun because it is a small version of the guns that they put on fighter jets. Uh-huh. That is just a fucking yeah, that giant is a fighter jet gun. gun, basically. <laughs> it's like if you just took the gun off a fighter jet and used it. She's trying to murder her sister with it. And then you get that... Another great moment, not only for this movie and these characters, but also great setup for Thanos without actually showing him. When she's like, yeah, he would just take shit from... Like, I'm a cyborg because my father would rip parts off of me because yeah, you were you better would, yeah. than me. Exactly. You see, that's it's great. I love that. You wanted to win. I wanted a sister. It's, it's fucking great. That's an incredible moment. I love all that stuff. And then, as I want jump ahead to the final fight but maybe this will be shorter than i anticipated that's what i said um you're right but but the final fight is is great pac-man aside yeah there's so much good stuff in there and mary poppins y'all of course see that's my favorite one joke of the that movie that works because that's not really pop culture yeah that's that's is he, is he so cool 60 years ago <laughs> yeah he's cool well hell yeah he's cool because they replaced fuck it's so obvious yeah if you know it it almost ruins it but it's it because <laughs> it's such a good joke but yeah, that's great. Again, Yondu is great in this. And that moment, again, in the final fight, because Ego beats his ass, and he's got all his fucking tentacles in him, because Peter isn't used to embracing his inner power, and Ego's been a planet forever. So, <laughs> so Peter has to look within him, you know, when I fly this arrow, I don't use my, my head. <laughs> and he has to look inside himself, and he remembers all these moments that made him happy. And I love that. They're not moments, like, from the movies or anything. Yeah, no, they're just, like, extra scenes. Which is great. I love that. You just get those little glimpses of him and Rocket, like, jetpacking around and and him with his mom and stuff. Then the chain starts playing. He just beats his ass. He beats his dad up. What a great great. moment. (laughs) It's an incredible superhero moment. Again, Chris Pratt, not a good person, brings in this movie. Absolutely brings in this movie. He's great. He's even better than he was in the last one. 
And then I, I get so excited to see these guys in Infinity War because you watch them here and they're all so great. And then you see them in Infinity War and they're exactly yeah, like they're they are still great. Movie. Yeah, I well, another thing I don't love I don't and this isn't really this movie's fault. I don't like that no other MCU movie has addressed the weird ego shit that happened I was on Earth. <laughs> trying to think of when to bring that up. Why has no one mentioned this? You, why would you even put in the movie if you were going to mention it? And yeah. destroy Dairy Queen. That's <laughs> unforgivable. <laughs> never been to a Dairy Queen. I never will. Never, but, neither have I. But I'm sure it's unforgivable in, in Missouri or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? This is an Infinity War thing, but I just want to bring it up now because I'm not going to remember and it is Missouri related. It's very confusing to me that line in Infinity War where he, he first meets Tony Stark, and he's like, what master do you serve? What am I supposed to say, Jesus? Wait, you're from Earth? No, I'm from Missouri. Like, Star he knows Lord what Earth still is. knows what Earth yeah. is. He says he's from Earth in this movie. They also just drop saying Terran in this movie, because that's what they say in the first movie, and now they just say Earth, I guess. Um, or Yeah, because it's been Terran, it's been Midgard, but I guess now it's just Earth, and yeah. everybody knows that. Every, everybody knows it's Earth. <laughs> Too much shit happens on Earth for there's, them to not just call it Earth. Yeah. Well, there's also that line that Ego says about how he knew that Peter Quill was a kid, and he's like, when I heard a human held an Infinity Stone in his hand, and then in Endgame, Clint Barton <laughs> is holding the Soul Stone. Maybe it's a, a spiritual experience or whatever, but I'm pretty sure Clint Barton holds the Soul Stone, so maybe it's not that big a deal. I don't know. Um but whatever, I just thought I would mention it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then y- you get Yondu's funeral, and his, de- his death is insane, and then you get the funeral, which is is heartbreaking. It's yeah. such a sad fucking scene. It's very it's hard to watch. Right there, yeah. I, I love that. It's yeah. all great. And he gets the Zune. What a great joke. Yeah, what a cl- I love What a that. weirdly specific joke it's to make. Like, it's so obscure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, that's, that's so fucking hilarious. Like, even people that were like, that new technology at like at the time that Zune was around. Who the fuck remembers what a Zune no is? No one was using the Zune. <laughs> As a fan of of weird pop culture shit. Yeah, I love that. That was great. But yeah, no, I, it's, it's surprising. I also, again, just like I complained with the first movie, got complained with this uh, movie's soundtrack department in the real world because again, they sold the awesome mix to as a cassette tape and it has a bunch of songs that are either on the zune or just aren't on awesome mix to because it doesn't have ain't no mountain high enough, which was at the end of the first movie, but it's on awesome mix too. They didn't put it on that one. Guardians Inferno is not on the awesome mix. It's a song for the movie by David Hasselhoff and the sneepers. Uh, <laughs> fucking the what? Yeah. You heard me. Father and son is on the awesome mix. That is on the zune. Makes me mad. Why do they try to make everything real if it's not the real album, Franny? Because it's just to be like, hey, I own a cassette tape. Not, it doesn't matter that much. <laughs> I guess. I think it's good music either way. It's good music, I know, but especially Guardians Inferno, Franny. The God, greatest nerd rage. We are group. <laughs> and then there's f- five post-credit scenes. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them. There's the Kraglin one. There's the new Guardians one. There's the fucking. Um, what other ones? Teenage Groot. The Adam Warlock one. Oh, God. Is that ever going to come back? I'm, I'm, Are they going to do that? I'm assuming in Guardians 3, they'll probably bring it back. They better. Because that they is can't a just weird tease thread. Adam Warlock and then just leave it there. That's a weird thread. Like, that seems like a very important thread. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it... like, isn't Adam Warlock, like, an extremely powerful character? Yeah, well, he kind of. 
wasn't he the one that beat Thanos yeah, in the Infinity say, Saga? He's a big like, part of the Infinity Saga. And... Yeah, like, but like then again, I don't even know what they would do with him. They just have like an extremely like powerful they, character to just. They might have wasted him. He should have been Infinity War if anything. Yeah. I feel like he would have done what Captain Marvel did. Like he would have fulfilled that role. Yeah, just cut the troops in half. But nope. Fuck it, I guess. They yeah. just forgot. Or <laughs> something. It's annoying to me, but yeah, whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe they'll figure out how to bring him into Guardians 3. But I yeah, I, I really don't know what they're going to do with him. They'll give him a show. <laughs> no, they will not. There's <laughs> no way he's getting it. You can't do a show, one of these shows. I was going to say you can't do one of these shows in space. But I guess Loki is going to be yeah, in space. Yeah, Loki's going to be entirely in space. But he's not going to be in space the way Guardians is in space. Yeah. It's t- eight it's planets a movie. Yeah. yeah. God, this is such a great looking movie, though. Yeah, it really does look great. And Rocket, like Rocket, the last shot of the movie is just Rocket crying. It's That's so sad. So sad. It's so sad. I don't know how a movie can be so funny and so sad. Yeah. Even that final. It's got the full range of emotion. It really <laughs> does. And that that final line, from not final line, but the final line that Peter Quill says to Ego, where he's like. You'll be if you kill me. You'll be just like everyone else. What's so wrong with that? That's a great superhero moment. It's a great movie. It's an incredible movie. I love it so much. Great line, Yondu's very last line. <laughs> what? Which one? The I, I'm not your. I he might have been, been your, your dad. dad. <laughs> or no, he, he, he might have been, been your, your dad. father. Or yeah, well, something. It's something like that. He may have been your father, boy, but it wasn't your dad. There you that's go. It. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to get the. Yeah, we had to get it right. But yes, that's incredible. And then he fucking dies. Yeah, and then he fucking and dies immediately after. That's a scene after. that Chris Pratt really sells, where yeah. he's just like yell crying, and that's it's incredible. I, and Yondu's so great. Yeah. And the fact that I'm so sad that he can't be in the other movies. The fact that Rocket made like this connection with somebody who's like him for the first time, yeah, and then, and then he just dies lost him, like immediately after. Yeah, it's it's horrible. And also when Nebula's like, I'm gonna go find Thanos. That's not that doesn't end well for her. No. That ends God, very no. <laughs> horribly for her. Yeah, so I, I love watching these movies with the context of the big movies that ha- yeah. that they all led up to. Because like everything always ends so horribly. Nobody in this movie has a good time after this. Yeah. Like literally the next time we see Nebula Nebula, isn't it when she gets torn yeah, apart? She's ripped apart, yeah. yeah. She's been there for a while, and Thanos is like, I caught her sneaking into my ship. Yeah. <laughs> you're just your daughter, bro. <laughs> Why'd you do this? Because he fucking He's sucks. Fucking He's horrible. Monster. Yeah, somebody used to I mean Josh Brolin, guy. not Thanos. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure Josh Brolin hasn't done anything terrible yet. I think he did do something kind of bad. Oh, okay. Not that bad. It's not cancelable. Oh, okay. It's just like, ugh. You got really drunk and beat some people up in a bar or oh, something. Okay, yeah, that's it about what I expected. It wasn't racist or anything, though. Yeah, that's acceptable. It could be worse. Josh Brolin yeah. has a weird Instagram. Nobody look at it. I don't like <laughs> really? it. It's a lot of weird naked pictures of his wife. I think. Oh. Last time I checked, I haven't checked in years, but I remember thinking it was suspect. That yeah, that's weird. <laughs> anyway, look, whatever <laughs> it's he's like, doing, I can't stop. It's like him. secret pictures. Like it's like really. It's creepy. an accident. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! No! Yeah, it's voyeurism. Yeah. yeah. The fact that they all show up for Yondu's funeral—it's mm, so sad. Because he actually did it. He the, he helped save the the galaxy, and they all just come in and, like Simone said, he said that he'd never hear the horn and and all that, and then he did. They came. It's incredible. It's yeah. a fucking great movie. I hope it's I a great way to end the movie. Undersold this movie because I love it. I know you love it. I mean, we. I, I think, think we've just, said. 
we're just going in circles of saying how much we love it for about 50 minutes. We're like, just out of energy because we did a over two hour Falcon Winter Soldier episode. We so had I'm a very sorry. deep discussion of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We talked but... a lot about race and stuff. It was intense. Yeah. So you've heard it probably. <laughs> or you didn't because it was two hours long. Yeah, but you've at least watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. If you haven't watch. watched our episode, go watch our two hour long episode. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, I think it came up pretty good. I like good. it more than this. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is fine. I just I need everyone to know that this is this is every movie, every Marvel movie ever after dark. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've all seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and I'm sure you know how great it is. Like we don't need to tell you that it's a great movie and that you should watch it again. Yes, but we do have a bunch of listener stuff to read out at least. All right. Okay. Uh, Noah says, I completely agree with everything you guys just said in this episode. <laughs> Maybe something bad and problematic if either one of you said something like that, in which case I denounce it entirely. Chris Pratt's my favorite actor. Uh, if Franny said that, I'm taking the clip. <laughs> this is vastly superior to the already amazing first film, and it's probably the emotional peak of the MCU for me, which is funny because it has nothing to do with the overarching story and it's completely standalone. Probably why I like it so much. I appreciate how disconnected it is. They could have easily done a Thanos story to lead us into the Infinity Films, but it's really wonderful that they chose to keep it contained, and it paid off because it gives us the greatest character work out of any of these movies. Now if only future movies could continue to follow that trench, SMH. Noah loves to do that. They love to do that. These people think about the MCU all day and then are like, I don't like it that much. Shut up. All the new stuff is bad. Shut up. Just just enjoy the things you like. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I love you, New thing bad. Like, no. No. It's good. Everything's pretty good. It's literally exactly the same as it's always been. That's all we got. You just don't like it because it's new. (laughs) Also, the comedy is really good. I know people say the jokes fall flat, but I totally disagree with those people. I don't think anyone says that. I only think it falls flat when it's a big emotional moment. Yeah. uh, Because... yeah, then it's like, just it's him turning into David Hasselhoff the second after he said that. Yeah. Like, that is that is poor timing. P.S. Drax is awesome in this movie, and I hate anyone who says otherwise. I hate, I feel like he's making up these things. Are people really saying this about these I feel like characters? no one has ever said that they hate Drax or that the comedy is bad. No, I don't think so either. James uh, Gunn is too funny for, <laughs> for the comedy to be bad in this movie. Yeah, he fucked that kitten. Um... <laughs> So, I also, for context, when I asked people what they thought about the movie, I also said, also, if you can include a mean message about how my co-host Franny definitely cried at the movie, that would mean the world to me. So, oh, okay. So, That's Noah fine. says, PPS, haha, fuck you, crybaby Franny. PP, I am a big crybaby. PS, better music than the first two. I listened, oh my god. Oh, yeah, I was going to catch him because it's the wrong two, but I guess either works. Better music than the first two is an also, but I don't think that's how he meant it. I'd listen to Awesome Mix Volume 2 over Volume 1 most days, and the Tyler Bates score is better, too. Amazing themes in this one. I do think that the Awesome Mix Volume 2 is better. Me, too. Yeah. Mike Luther Luther says, this is your co-host all throughout the movie, and it's a gif of Conan crying. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. There you go. Thank you. (laughs) Tyler Thornton says... If this part doesn't make you tear up a bit, you might be dead inside. I remember a lot of people not liking this movie when it came out, but I thought it improved on everything from the first. I really loved the opening scene. And anyway, the picture, the scene he was talking about was the he he may have been your father boy scene because that's fucking incredible. Did you cry, Franny? I bet you didn't. I didn't. God damn it! I swear. No, to God. watching that Yondu scene, I always get close, it's but so it's so great. sad. It's so in there. Just and he's in such a space. fun, good character. It's yeah, just everything about it. It's just. 
Makes a grown man cry. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it's enough to make a grown man cry, but not today. Yeah. No one's. Do you get that reference? No, I, I, know, I know that reference. Do you know that reference? Yeah. Really? Oh my god, I didn't know that was a thing people knew. <laughs> Is that a thing people know? I think. Mm, I don't know. I haven't seen it as a meme. I just knew it from the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. But not today. Yeah. I guess that's just us. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Uh, there's a leak in the boat. Ah! <laughs> Not too far. God, I, uh, that both of those movies are so good. I love those I movies. Love Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Edwards says, "Best MCU movie, baby. So earnest and personal and heartfelt in a way nothing in the MCU is." <laughs> Why is everyone horrible? We've even had Jordan on the show. And, yeah, and I didn't realize he was a monster. So full of <laughs> cancel him. So full of character and personality. Can't stop watching it. I do remember him telling us that that was his favorite MCU movie, though. Yeah. Um. Luke Croson says, I remember loving the Guardians films when they first came out, but looking back on them now, they seem to have lost whatever it was that made them special to me. Still decent films, but nothing amazing. Oh my god, why are people so mean all the time? It's okay, you could not like this, but yeah. it's so good. You're, you're just wrong. you're just weird and broken <laughs> and shouldn't listen to our show anymore. <laughs> 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 Matthew, no, I'm joking. Matthew Randall says, one of my least favorites. I had just seen the last Pirates of the Caribbean film, so Yondu hit me less hard after the exact same scene happened with Captain Barbosa. What? I don't, wait, wh- which which Pirates of the Caribbean film, last Pirates of the Caribbean film, does he mean? I don't think Barbosa's in the fifth one, is he? I haven't I seen have it. I have no idea. I've only I don't, seen up to four. I'm not a very big fan of the, the Pirates movies, so I have no idea. I like... I like those movies fine. I haven't seen the new I like the one. first one. And That's the best one. I think it's the third one. Okay. The second one's good. That Whichever one, one Davy Jones is in. He's in two and three. Oh, okay. They kind of blend together. Yeah, probably. I uh, guess I like yeah. the first three. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. there's our Every Pirates of the Caribbean movie <laughs> for podcast. Every Disney movie ever. Oh, my God, Franny, if only you knew what I had in store. Oh, God. <laughs> Are we watching even the racist ones? I I have an idea for something we could do in the future at okay. some point. I, it would be more fun than that. It would not be in order, but I have oh, okay. a vague idea of something we could do Disney-related. So I think we both like, vague, okay. I, we like Disney. We're, we're Disney babies. I'm a, I'm a Disney show. <laughs> I have Disney a... boys. <laughs> you love Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I love Kingdom Hearts. I have a podcast about how much of a shill I am for Marvel. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um. Anyway, I don't know what <laughs> fucking Barbosa scene he's talking Yeah, about. I don't know what that has to do with how good this movie is, but okay, okay you're entitled to your own opinion. Okay, look, I'm sure Matthew is a good person, but this next take is very bad. <laughs> oh, no. And some of the jokes did not last for me, like the Snapchat filter when they were going through space. It's a bit of a goofier one. I can understand how people can I, find it not I funny. Like, I think it's great. And then I think Groot it's funny, vomits but... on himself. That's fun. Yeah. That's great. I, I, I do like those jokes, but I can understand that I guess there are so. some people that don't like jokes like that. Usually I don't like something that quirky, but I, I like yeah. it in this. They're, they're a bit of like easy, cheap jokes. You have to win my, my respect for that kind of joke to work. And this yeah. movie absolutely has it, so I guess that's why. Um... And then the last thing we have is Michael Hahn says, probably the most well-crafted and emotionally stirring MCU film to date. Absolutely number one for me with Captain America the Winter Soldier. Very, very close second. That's a good take. Yeah, That's a good I would definitely though. agree. Yeah, it's one of my favorite MCU movies easily. Like, top three. Yeah, like, it, it's definitely very up there. Beautiful, beautiful movie. I love it. I love these characters. I love these worlds that we get to go to in this movie. 
I love weird cosmic Marvel. I love James Gunn writing Marvel. And I'm very excited for Guardians Volume 3 in fucking 2030. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) We're going to get the Avatar sequels before we get that. Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MarvelMoviePod. You can email us at MarvelMoviePod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at FliffDeg. You can find me on Twitter at FliffDeg. But the Egg is a three. That's my second time doing that today. That's why I went so smooth. Yep. Um, You've had practice. <laughs> next week on our DC show, we're going to be talking about Steel. Do you like watching your life get closer and closer to Steel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All 17 years of my life have just been leading up to me watching Steel starring Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, Frank Shaquille Steel, more like. Shaquille, right? God. Uh, no, I'm. You know what? Get Noah. <laughs> Call okay, Noah. I will. Okay, don't worry. Um, and I'm in, calling in sick. In two, okay, well, maybe you shouldn't, Frank, because in two weeks we're talking about Spider Man Homecoming. Okay, I won't call in sick. <laughs> I told you 2017 is the best year there yeah, is. Yeah, I, I, I double checked 2017. That. That Nothing is a comes very, close. Very good year. It's a yeah. Fucking incredible year. Um, okay, well, thank you so much for listening. Franny, why are you not on social media? I am not on social media because I am a god planet. So <gasps> I have no need for social media. You don't think that ego has a Tinder, is what you're telling no. me? No. Franny, you have a Tinder. I saw you on it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or do. maybe a grinder. I don't remember. <laughs> Franny, whatever you're into. Well, don't reveal that. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, you, don't be ashamed of who you are, okay? <laughs> anyway. Uh, we are Groot, as Steven <laughs> <Aslop> says. <laughs> okay, bye. God, I love this movie. Bye. Movie. bye. Be decent people. Be, be good people. Yeah, I was going to say it, and then I was like, nah, I won't steal it. <laughs> I stole it. He didn't chase him away. No. Even though we yelled at him, I was always mean. And he stole batteries he didn't need. Well, of course not.